Good afternoon and welcome to Daring Live, the first one of its kind. We are starting uh, Daring Live this week on the new platform of YouTube. Traditionally, we've been on Facebook and Instagram. And it's time to uh, change a few things around. Um, so welcome to everybody watching and thanks so much for tuning in. Um, today, uh, we're going to be talking about tropic fingerprints. Um, for those of you that may know or, or not know, uh, Deering recently acquired the Fingerprint brand. And to talk about that today, I am joined by Jamie Deering, our CEO of Deering Bandages, and David Bandrowski, our Director of Marketing at Deering Bandages. And now we are all on Zoom, all in separate locations. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? I'm great. Hello. All considering doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, We'll get uh, straight into this, um, I think. Jamie, first of all, um, I'd like to just have you both introduce each other or, or, or yourselves to the world. I'm sure everyone knows who you are, but uh, Jamie, what are you and what are you doing? <laughs> so at this time, I am now the CEO of Deering Banjo Company. I grew up from the moment I was born as you know an active part of the family business and have worked and learned pretty much every facet that exists in the company. And so it's a natural progression to carry it on. I always knew I would be part of that. And it's an honor to be stepping into these shoes to see that we carry on well into the future. Yeah. Yep. And anyone who's tuned into any of the Deering Tech Lives has probably heard Jamie more than anything. Uh, you did the, the, the relatives of the banjo session. But for the most part, you've been kind of manning the camera and asking the questions. So it's, uh, it's awesome yes, to have you. Yes, I'm actually that. more comfortable behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite used to being in front. Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, David, you've been at the company for some time now. What, uh, what do you do for Darren? Yeah, I've been here since 2006. And uh, I'm the director of marketing. And uh, so I've been uh, working on the... Uh, number of things such as our website and festival promotions and, and and other sorts of things catalog david's a mastermind behind the layout we all work together on that absolutely now you play five string and you play four string as well right it's not just a uh a bluegrass style i do i grew up playing five string banjo uh you know when you first learn you learn a little bit of claw hammer a little bit of three finger and see which way you go and really kind of went more in the three finger direction. And then, uh, and then I, and then I, I live in new Orleans and I play jazz guitar and I played, uh, jazz, uh, tenor banjo. So, and, uh, so, but, but yeah, claw hammer and three finger and tenor banjo. Oh, well-rounded player. Yeah, David's yeah. a great player. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for both of you for, for being here today. Um, right, let's let's kick this off. So the ProPick story is a, is a fun story. Um, but uh, Jamie, how did it come about? Let's talk about that for a little bit. How did the ProPick, a lot of people know ProPick for a long, long time. Um, very well-respected brand. How did it come to be that, that Deering started making them? Okay, well, that takes us back to the fall... December of 2019, where the industry is starting getting the news from Guptill that he was planning to retire. And for the longest time, most people thought Guptill was the owner and maker of ProPick as well. So that news was hard for a lot of people to take because it's a very loved brand and it's, it makes some of the best small finger picks for women and children. There were just so many reasons it needed to carry on and it's, it's part of our community. So through the rest of that December going into January, we were trying to reach out to talk and see if there's a way we can help Propit carry on. And then out of the blue, we get a call from Jim Maxson. And he's a gentleman in Orange County who is an engineer. And he does imaging engineer work that ends up on, on a lot of items that end up in space, like space shuttles. And he's very smart man. And turns out he is the designer and owner and maker of ProPix. And that that has its own backstory, which nobody really knew. 
and it was wonderful to find out. And uh, we got to sit down with him and his wife and, and get that whole history, which was amazing. And in the early 80s, 1982, he was already a musician. He loves playing guitar. He's made some guitars. And he decided to learn banjo. And in taking lessons from Dave Guptill, that's where the connection comes in. Uh, Dave was telling him about how it's you can't get good national picks anymore like they used to make. And he had a pair of the original ones that are coveted. I know my dad has a pair that he won't leave, let leave his, his uh, special spot. And um, Jim, being an engineer like he is, decided to design his own picks. And that's how Pro Pick was born. And uh, one of the things that really stood out to our first meeting with Jim and Diane was that they're very much like Deering in that they're customer driven. And they ended up with so many variations of picks because a customer would ask for it or ask if they could do it for their particular need. And we're the same with all, why we have so many banjos. And it was really cool to hear that, that history and, and that commonality, their biggest thing, because they're at retirement age too, while they're still working in the engineering world and very active in that, they're looking at how can ProFit carry on. And we're really happy to meet and have the same vision of customer service and quality and really caring about the making of it, not just quickly haphazardly doing it, which they liked the fact that that's part of our, our process as well. So it was a great meeting. And uh, from there, we figured it out. And as of February 24th, we were now, are now the owners of the Procake brand. And uh, it's been such an honor to carry it on. And we've stayed in touch and they'll be forever friends. So that's kind of a summary. It's a very short summary of, of everything. It's a very good summary, I think. Um, and it's, it, was, it was a few months in the making. Um, which is cool. And then, so February 24th was, was kind of the date. Um, yeah, we went this. up for a few days, actually, uh, yeah. three of us, and sat down with, because Jim and his, his brother, John, and, and a few other staff who've been with them for, since the beginning, um, were the ones making them. We got to sit down and learn the process with them and video it so we can really carry it on exactly like they did. And that was really important to us. We, they have such a great tradition. Why would we want to change that? Yeah, absolutely. So February 24th, we, 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 we start bringing the equipment down. Yeah. And I, I think, I guess that the manufacturing side of the equipment was in-house for a solid, what, week and a half? It had gotten set up and was ready to start going into production for about a week and before we had to close down the factory. Because of COVID. Right. And uh, that was heart-wrenching, you know, we're right about to do it and we can't. And um, so as many know, we had to close just like every other business in California and a small handful of us who could work from home or, you know, have a space away from anybody carried on the really important functions that had to keep going. Um, uh, one of those, we weren't sure how, but my mom was able to come in and, She's one you can't get to sit still. She's, she's very active and she spent the time by herself in the warehouse where we were able to set up a perfect section and started practicing because we had just learned it. We were just ready to start in and she wanted to just groove it in. And so she spent her lockdown, additional to putting in a garden at home, <laughs> all by herself, really practicing everything that we learned and, and doing the work to be ready to be able to bring them back out. And that was huge. Um, that which, she did that she didn't, which means though that the most of a lot of the propics that have been done since they came down to Deering have been hand done by Janet Deering herself then yeah between Janet Chad did some of them early on Chad's been part of the process on putting it together he was there when we learned as well yeah. and then Darren is also one of our staff who's been picking up some of it but she has done the majority of it and couldn't be happier I get to take on all the stressful parts of running a business, you know, and she is having more fun getting to get her hands dirty. That's her favorite thing. She did that for years on production in the early days. So, yeah, yeah, they're very special ones right now. They're made by Janet Deering. 
So get them now. Yeah. Get them now. So so we're we're kind of back as a company as far as the the California um, stay at home order. We're, we've been back yeah. online now for for several weeks and um, hope it continues to go strong. But we we kind of I remember in in the, the first couple of weeks of the of the lockdown saying, listen, like we, we've just acquired this brand, like we we kind of have to launch it. We, we I know it's not the ideal time, but we gotta yeah. we gotta kind of get on with it and. It seemed to go very well, I think. It did. And it's also something people can use at home. Well, they don't have to be out at a festival. They don't have to be at a show, but it's something they need for their playing, no matter where they are. So it was nice to be able to figure that out and still provide them during this time. Because that is one of those items that you really need. Absolutely. What what does it mean to you, Jamie, as as a CEO at Deering, to, um, to be kind of... It's a long-standing brand. People know the Propic brand. It's been around a long time. What does it mean to you to kind of carry on that legacy, um, and and kind of how does that fit into Deering's uh, mission, as it were? It's a good question. I mean, gosh, there's so many facets to that. The first thing is because we have similar values in in how Propic came about and what was important to them as Deering, that it was a natural progression to take on that brand and carry it on. And, and Jim and Diana have confidence and are very happy that we have. So it's, there is sort of like a family vibe to the whole, you know, next generation carrying it on. And that feels really good because I have, we've, we've been a ProPake dealer for years and to be able to see that it's there for people and continues to be that, that's important to me. So I'm pleased personally that we are Uh, as a company, it's, it's also a natural progression because we are banjo. We are very involved with the world in that regard. So having this piece provided makes sense as well. So my answer. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I know that uh, since we have launched it, we've had a number of people asking if we have any plans to do certain uh, different styles of pigs or different materials. And can you divulge a little bit more or hint at all of any plans or are things going to stay the same as far as the lineup goes or does doing plan to maybe expand or or add new products as we move forward well right now we're doing the standard line there are a few materials that jim had started to test as far as the um plastic like these (laughs) these are the best those are giant ones that they made my size right uh this plastic material on the metal plastic thumb picks he was testing out some other materials and liked them. So uh, we will continue to collaborate with him on that because um, he still knows how to do all the design work um, as we need it. Um, so that's one area we may progress into. I know Jens Kruger has some ideas that we may be sharing in the next year, so maybe sooner, we'll see. Um, but it opens the door to a lot. You know, if there is a need in the market for something that isn't provided, this opens the door for us to be able to provide that, which we've always been big on. So while there isn't anything else very elaborate to share, that's a roundabout answer. That sounds good. Now, I know that's not the biggest pick you have on hand. No. <laughs> you want to see the... <laughs> we show the world the biggest pick. Yeah. Uh, the real one. <laughs> this was actually made many, many years ago for a NAM show by, by Jim. Napson and people used to wear it around the show like a crown and take photos. So others may have seen this over the years, but I'm very happy that we got to to have it here and have it be part of what we're doing. Very cool. Well, thank you, Jamie. That's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so moving on, then I, I don't know as far as the people in the company. Um, there's too many uh, people that know uh, more than David Banjowski about uh, Popic. Hi, David. How hey. You All right. <laughs> so you've been playing, how long have you been playing Propic for? I know the answer, but tell the world. Um, 20 years-ish, you know, roughly. Um, okay. I had, uh, you know, grew up playing just not vintage style nationals, but the, the newer nationals and the newer Dunlop and then just like a standard plastic thumb pick there. Um, and, uh, and I always found those, 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 those picks would really 
the biggest issue was they would really dig into my cuticle was one thing um, on the finger picks and on the thumb pick they would uh, they were just kind of the, the plastic would just kind of eat away really pretty quickly and uh, kind of like you know like your standard like guitar pick you know yeah. it's not a, not a special guitar pick it just kind of starts to disappear um, but yeah they would be really uncomfortable the finger picks some a lot of those times and uh, and then when I kind of I have no idea how because this is pre-shopping on the internet but uh where i stumbled across propix but uh but um that that double wrap design really made it easy to to bend it for your finger can you hold it up so the, the, the audience can see what we're yeah doing? so like here's the, the there's the single wrap and the and the ec the extra comfortable wrap and that 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 double wrap design makes it just when you bend it because you always have to kind of mount, bend it to fit your finger somewhat it doesn't you know it's not going to fit perfectly so you just kind of squeeze it on somehow but if you didn't get it with the single wraps if you didn't get it just right the first time it would crimp kind of wrong and it would then that thing would just kind of dig into your into your cuticle sort of and it just it wasn't comfortable at all um but these just gave it made it a lot easier to to wrap in a comfortable way. Um, that was the biggest thing off the top. But then as you start, I start to learn more about the different types and there's, there's all these different, you know, all the different blade styles and everything that you can start to uh, try to solve yeah. some problems. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, I think. But um, so with you, what I think would be a really good starting point. Um, I know there's probably a few people watching that really don't, no, well, why do I need finger picks? What are they for? I'm sure there's plenty of players out there that, that love and know them and, and hopefully play Propic already. But can you give just a little background? Why, why do you need finger picks, first of all? What's, what's kind of the purpose of it? Well, in, in the three-finger style, in, in, in the traditional you know, three-finger style playing five-string banjo, the, the metal picks on the metal strings really give a crisp, clear tone. It really... Um, you know, you can play with just your fingers, but it's not going to have that classic sort of bluegrass tone. Then when you get into more modern styles of, of playing the five-string banjo, you just get a much fuller, clearer tone um, with the metal, the metal, especially the metal picks playing, hitting those metal strings. The thumb pick is always, is always a plastic pick. You know, these have metal wraps. There's other types of metal wraps and a plastic pick. Um, they do make metal picks too, but generally guitar players or, or other instruments are using that. Um, but the, the, cause your thumb is a little stronger than the fingers. So the, that plastic kind of, in my opinion, evens it out where the fingers and the thumb start to sound more of the same. Okay. That makes perfect sense. I was going to ask why is the thumb pick made of plastic and, that, and the others uh, not. That, that answers the question. So if you're playing, is it just for three-finger style or are there other picks that would be maybe for claw hammer style? And how is that right. dealt with? There is a claw hammer, a claw hammer pick. There's, <clears> you know, traditionally in a claw hammer banjo, you play with your nails or or then, you know, but your nails start to wear down and you break a nail or something and then you're your pick is gone. Like right now I just kind of cut my nails recently. So it's, I don't really have my, usually I have kind of nails going on these fingers, but then a lot of people would put on artificial nails that play claw hammer. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you can, you can use a pick and it goes on the opposite way. than than you would, if you're playing three finger style, because if you're playing three finger style, it doesn't go on like Freddy Krueger. It goes on, the opposite because you want the pick to glide across the string not to not to hook the string but if you're playing claw hammer it goes on you know more of that freddy krueger style and um because you're essentially making a nail because now you're downstroking and so it's still going to be it's still going to be gliding across the string yeah you you know it's because the picks are always slightly hook this way you don't want to hook the string or else it just won't right. it won't work perfect very cool now i noticed that you have a brass one there and i know that one of the the big things for propic is that um 
they make stainless steel, but a lot of other pig makers are making them out of stainless steel, which are, they're, you know, they're very good. But one of the benefits of it is that the nickel silver is, is pliable. So is the brass, right? So you don't need special mm-hmm. tools to maybe adjust them. You, you spoke about you know, fitting properly and kind of squeezing up to, to, to fit. Talk about Propic in, in the sense of, of trying to make it fit and be comfortable, which is really one of the things that the Propic is all about. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the well, the nickel silver is, is kind of a classic design on, on bluegrass style finger picks. Um, but yes, the, the big thing, you know, as I talked about, is that double wrap, in my opinion, for that really makes it easy to bend around your finger. And also you can, you know, a lot of players will bend the pick this way. Um, you know, some people have picks up here, some picks, have people picks way down here, and some people leave them straight out or they'll bend them really far. Some people even make them almost like right angles. Um, it's all, it's all what feels comfortable and the different tone that you want. It's, it's a very personal thing. There's no right way to do it. It's just a, what works for you. Cause everybody's hand is different. We have bigger, different size hands and striking the string is, is a, you know, you, everybody kind of strikes it slightly different. That's why we all have kind of different tones. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So as far as the metals then, um, what do they do? Tonally, obviously, it makes a difference. So can you talk a little bit um, how, how the nickel compares to the brass, um, to the stainless steel? Well, it's um, really the, yeah, the, the, I mean, the brass, brass is a softer metal than the nickel silver. So, um, so you get a, you get a warmer tone, the stainless steel, you get a crisper tone because it's, it's a, uh, it's a harder metal. So it's really that it's like that density that, you know, that hardness, um, is harder. It is the brighter it is, the softer it is, the warmer it is. Mm-hmm. So with a, presumably then, so a brass is going to be a warmer sound. So brass, would, brass would be, maybe. yeah, brass would be the warmest, stainless steel would be the brightest and nickel silver would be somewhere in the middle. In the middle. Okay, cool. Um, and then with that, the, most of the, when I say most, a lot of the, the properties come in, in different blade sizes. And this right. is a question that we get quite often. Um, for those of you that uh, don't know that we, we carry the, the properties, that they have a number one, number two, or number three written on them. And what that's referring to, I think, is, is the blade uh, size or blade style. Um, David's going to do his best to explain what that means. I do have some questions coming in now, which is cool. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Barbara. Hi, George. Hi, Craig. Hi, Austin. Everyone's here. Yeah, way, so, here's, so we have here, I have a, I have a, you may not be able to see it on the, on the camera, but, uh, but on my, right here is a number two and right here is a number one. And the difference is, is the thickness, the width of the blade. Mm-hmm. The number two's going to be a little bit wider. The number one's going to be the most narrow. Um, and, uh, and it goes one through three. So three would be the mo- the widest. One would be the narrowest. Two is the, the number two would be the most popular. Number two nickel silver is the most popular. It's the middle of the road. So I guess uh, it just kind of works for everybody. So it makes it a good place to start. So then you can figure out maybe yeah, if you're yeah. a brighter tone, maybe you go to a number one blade or a warmer tone, you can experiment with brass or a number three. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely something you need to experiment with. Because then the next thing to also think about is then they also make angled picks, which Yeah. Um let's get a number two angled. So here's a two angled. And again, it might be tough to see. But the one over here, this is an angled one. This is a straight one. Yeah, and so that. it's angled where the blade is shifted in that direction. And the reason being is when you're playing, when you're playing three finger style, your your finger, you want to try to hit the string, you know, straight on. You don't want to be slicing through it like that. You want to have to get a, the best clean tone and least pick noise. You want to hit it straight on. So you can kind of, it's, and your hand is like this, but it, your hand isn't going straight on. It's to have your thumb straight on. So it, it doesn't, doesn't really work. That angled makes it kind of helps you. A lot of people with the straight ones, they'll put it a little to the side instead of putting it straight on. 
they'll put it, they'll twist it over just a bit to kind of do that thing that that angled is doing. But that angled will kind of help you hit more straight on. Um, again, it's something you definitely need to play with and kind of see what works for you because everybody kind of holds their hands slightly different and and different size hands and everything. Um, right. I, I remember Jens Kruger was here a few years back and he says something to the effect of you know, kind of like what you were saying where you would twist or slightly offset the pick as it is on your finger. And I think right. one of the things he mentioned was um, – because if you're not hitting, if the paddle or the blade of the pick is not hitting the string square on, then you end up with a lot of, kind of pick noise, a lot of, kind of squeaky, mm -hmm. scratchy kind of noises in the background, which right. when, in, you know, as, a, as kind of a, uh, I'm not saying that you, I haven't been playing banjo all of my life, but when he pointed that out, it made complete sense. It's, um, mm -hmm. you hear it right away. So would that be part of the angle pick purpose as well? Totally, totally. You try to reduce some of that pick noise. It's reducing the pick noise and a gain of fuller, better tone. Very cool. Right, we're going to move on to fitting and sizing in a minute. Um, so just a couple of questions. Uh, Mr. Jeff uh, asks, my biggest problem is keeping the picks on. Is there a trick other than the super glue to keep them <laughs> Which I don't necessarily recommend super glue. I feel like I'm qualified enough to say that. <laughs> but do you have any any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think one <laughs> thing is you you have to you have to squeeze them when you when you get them. You, that's why let's you know you don't share. You know, even pre pandemic, you don't you don't share your picks with people. Uh, it's uh, you know, because they'll if somebody puts them up if they're already bent and it's metal, so if they're already bent once. It's, and somebody tries to bend them again at a different shape, they're going to start to get crimped and, and weird, and that's going to start to dig into you. But that's why that when you get them, you bend them, bend them on. Like this is, this, you know, this is my pick, so it fits correctly because I bent it on. But this pick I just pulled out of the box here. So it's too big. If I just put that on, it's going to go flying off. Um, it's not because it's, the pick is too big. It's because I haven't, I haven't bent that metal yet around my thumb. I mean, around my finger. And so what I do is I put it where I want it, at how, however far down I want it on my finger, however, I, you know, and ex again, experiment, because some people wear their picks way out here. Some people wear them like this. It's, it's, it's a total personal, you know, opinion. It's just like a lot of things in playing music. You really have to experiment to see what works for you. And this, and you get it and you just kind of squeeze it lightly around until it bends and and not so it's tight but isn't cutting the blood off you don't want to i remember when I, you know when i first started i'd have to squeeze them so tight and i'd have my fingers all like blue after i'd play <laughs> we don't want that either i hope that i hope that helps answer the question i'm not sure what picks you're uh you're using jeff but maybe maybe perfect's a good shot um Barbara asks uh, that she has been using Propic for a couple of years and she's very happy to hear that we're continuing them. Do we plan to offer finger picks in sizes uh, as they used to um, for those people using, or sorry, needing a smaller wrap? The answer to that is yes. You can actually go to the website. We already make them um, and we have the small and the medium um, size wraps available for, for players with smaller hands for sure, which leads beautifully and segues beautifully into the ever confusing ever famous question of what size picks do i need now david we've spent quite a long time on this because like you just mm -hmm. pointed out some people wear their picks kind of closer to the tip of their finger some people wear them down towards the first knuckle of the finger mm -hmm. and so it varies quite considerably and that's kind of one of the beautiful things about pro pick is that they are quite private um can you, let's start let's focus on finger picks for one second Sure. Before we move on to thumb picks, but can you offer any insights into um, people who are kind of confused maybe about what size picks they need? I mean, a very, without any sort of measurements going on, but a very general description would be most average sized men um, and, and men with larger fingers. But, you know, I have pretty, I don't know, fat fingers. I just have kind of average width fingers. Um, I, I take the regular, the large picks, the medium would be too small because, because again, I take it, you know, that it's going to be way too big as I first put it on, but I can then bend it around and it'll fit 
perfectly once I once I bend it around. If I put took a medium or a small, it, it would just be too small for me with just an you know very average adult male size finger. Um, for people if they you know if they have you know more narrow fingers, they might want to try a medium or you know women or or, or kids, you might want to try a medium or a small. Um, we do have some measurements out. One way to do it is to take on our website, you can take some thread or some, you know, fishing, fishing line, whatever, and wrap it around your finger and measure it. And the measurements, I forget exactly what the measurements are when we unwrap that. It's on our website though. Yeah, and we, it, that's kind of a point to bring up because we did have a few people asking right in the beginning, like there's, there's no information on sizing. And as Jamie pointed out earlier with with, uh, you know, with the COVID uh, issue and, and kind of getting everything set up, um, we, we kind of had to jump ahead a few weeks uh, sooner than we had initially planned. So we will have a much more detailed sizing guide up there shortly, as well as um, there are already videos up there um, with my fair hands, actually, um, explaining uh, how to uh, measure. So, um, so that kind of moves on to thumb picks, which is even a little harder to measure. Um, let's talk about the, the, the different versions that we have, first of all. Um, well, first, um, you, you are, the, the most standard thumb picks are, are the, you know, the metal wrap with the plastic pick. That's, that's, you know, the most traditional taking place of like just fully pl plastic thumb pick. And uh, that metal wrap makes it so much more comfortable than, than, a, I mean, the plastic, a straight plastic wrap can be comfortable, but again, that can't be resized. I mean, there used to be, people used to say, well, you can drop it in boiling water and then take it out and mold it to your finger. Again, that's going to be pretty, it's going to be hot plastic that you're molding around your finger. Um, but this, you know, you can take it just like, and you can bend that metal wrap brazily, whether it needs to be a little bit bigger, or a little bit smaller to fit your finger. So it makes it much more universal and it makes it a big difference in fit for myself. Cause I know those, when I was using just straight plastic picks, I did have that issue of them falling off. And, um, but, and then another thing is like, here's, this is a medium and this is a large me using me having just like an average size thumb i can use either one works if i put just the large on it's way too big like just just right there you can see the gap but i can wrap i can bend that in and it'll fit but once i bend that in wait see look at that so there's amount of pick that's left i mean the pick on each the plastic part is different is a different size on each one so this does affect me where, cause I fall kind of in the middle where I can, I can take a larger medium and the medium will have less, less pick showing versus a large. If I make it fit, it's going to have a lot more pick showing. And so that amount of pick, some people will like more, more pick. Some people will like less, just like, you know, guitar some guitar players like little picks some guitar players like big picks um it's a personal preference i used to go back and forth between which one i liked and sometimes i liked the little pick because it felt like i played a little with a lighter touch or sometimes i like the heavier pick because there was more pick there and i wouldn't miss things um but if you're if you had i have a very very average width of a thumb. If you had any bigger than me, I would recommend the large. If you had any any uh, smaller than me, I would recommend the medium. If, if you were very average, you, you definitely can try them both out. And because that pick size was is a that that's sticking out is a pretty big thing on on your on the playability. And that's what I like is because you can adjust because of that adjustability. You, you know, you can adjust that's how much pick is showing and really kind of it changes your tone and the way you strike the string. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Now, I, I know there's a few others. There's a, a quick pick in mm -hmm. the collection. You have one there? I have one here. The quick pick is an interesting thing. It's, uh, you know, it's if you put it on, 
it has this instead of you know instead of a you know your it just has this little like tongue of a pick so we know so it uh so again you're gonna have less pick you're gonna get a different tone and um it might it, you know for people that like that less pick sort of thing this might be a way to go um if they you know want to play with a real light touch if you're playing with a real heavy touch you probably want a, a, a bigger pick the name quick pick implies that maybe it helps uh, speed somewhat is that accurate? well yeah because i mean yeah if you play with a lighter touch overall your speed is going to be better that's that's you know the heavier the heavier touch dude the more generally speaking the more so so this having that less pick will help you have a lighter touch and will then increase your speed that's the way i would think about it very good um just kind of ties in a little bit uh, alan jones asks um do you pick make flat picks for tenor banjo players now we have the thumb flat trumpets which i've heard a lot of guitar players use these um, particularly if they're doing finger picking and strumming. Um, right. There you go. So there's that's a kind of a, a teardrop version. Um, yeah. And then there's a 351 like classic pick shape as well, I think. Right. right it's like I knew this. Yeah. I, knew, I know this lineup at this point. Yeah. So here is, you know, here's the classic version on right here. Here's your, you know, more, I mean, here's the classic version. Here's the flat, the thumb flat saying. So this is the teardrop version. This is that classic version. And and you're right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guitar players will use this because they're playing, they play like a hybrid finger style and then they go into regular picking, um, you know, and uh, and it works quite well. I mean, it's because when, when you're playing play that, that style, one thing is always like, I'll, you know, I'd always like I'll be playing if I was playing like a bossa nova on on jazz guitar. I'll be doing it finger style, but I'd have the pick in my mouth. And then when it's time to solo, you take it out of your mouth and start playing, and then you start playing comping chords and throw it back in your mouth. You can do that, but, uh, <laughs> right? But but you know, a lot of players, you know, will use will use this sort of pick. And it does, because you can hold it exactly like a regular, like you basically put it on and then you can hold it just like a regular flat pick. Yeah. And so you're playing just like a flat pick, but then when you need it, it's a thumb pick too. Um, they, I've, I've tried them out here and there. I like them a lot. I haven't made the jump, um, but some fan, you know, incredible guitar players, one like, you know, use that sort of thing. Um, is it a jump that could be made on, on like a five string uh, banjo situation or, or is it more kind of geared, geared towards kind of guitar and, and four string banjo players? Um, I think it's geared more to, towards people that are using a flat pick would possibly using a flat pick and, but they want to use, um, they either are having trouble holding on to the pick and it's falling out mm -hmm. of their hand or they're doing a hybrid of, of finger style flat picking. I mean, some you could do it on if you're playing five string banjo and people play five string banjo with a flat pick. So if you're doing kind of a, you know, a, a hybrid style of your own these days, you could definitely do it on five string banjo as well. But traditionally, it'd be for like a four string banjo or guitar player. Got it. That makes perfect sense. Thank you for your questions. Um, one more question here, and then there's one more thumbpick to talk about in just a second. So, um, Paul asks so he came through the website earlier today um what are the best picks for techniques that utilize both claw hammer and scrug style picking uh in a single piece so i think he's looking for one a one-stop solution and i don't know yeah that's a tricky one i saw that question i was thinking about it and uh claw hammer and scrug style uh, that's a tricky one. It's almost like your nails are probably the, the best one there. Um, because the, the, just because the picks, you know, you know, when, if you have it three finger style, you have the pick going the wrong way and you can't, it just won't work that way. And then if you put the claw hammer pick on the opposite way, it's not going to work for three fingers. So just, yeah, it, I think probably 
artificial nails would probably be your best bet. If it, if it was a set, let's say it's a set of somebody who's playing three finger and, and the next song is maybe a, a claw hammer style, could they turn like the three finger style pick round? Would, would that be a solution? You could. Yeah, some people do that. Some people, you know, Physical before, song, before the, the claw hammer pick, some people would just use a standard finger pick and, uh, and turn it around just like that. You know, it might be, if again, if you bent it a lot like this one, then it may not work as well for claw hammer because the, the claw hammer pick is a lot straighter. Yeah. And so it may, that's the only thing. You'll have to bend it the way that works for both. Love it. Love it. All right. So there's one more thumb pick that we haven't talked about, and that is the, um, the metal thumb, pick, which is an all, doesn't have the plastic attachment, doesn't have the, um, the paddle uh, blade element of it, is the all-in-one metal piece. Presumably that does something different from a tonal standpoint. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get, it's going to be a lot, brighter that that metal metal picking the metal strings is going to be a lot brighter than the plastic um <clears throat> that's it depends maybe you know you could try it out if you want more pronounced thumb action um definitely then then you could try the the, the metal pick part of it we expect that fifth string to be a little a little louder yeah, if you're playing guitar, if you're playing, you know, playing, because a lot of guitar players play with just a thumb and pick. And, uh, and um, you know, maybe you want a heavier bass action when playing guitar while you're playing fingerstyle and you want that that to jump out more. To, um, it, you know, that that's where I'd see a lot of use for it. Understood, understood. So just to kind of summarize then, if you, uh, you know, if you had a customer that was new to finger picks and you wanted to try uh, playing, let, let's say for right now, it's a five-string banjo. Um, give the ideal kind of starting set of finger picks um, without too much in the way of experimentation. Yeah, if you're as, if it's an adult male, average size adult male, I'd say a num uh, thumb pick, you know, standard plastic pick, metal wrap, thumb pick, medium or large, and uh, and then a number probably a number two straight to start, nickel silver. That'd be just the the, the most uh, the most common, and then and then veer out from there and try. But definitely try a lot of different things because because um, you'll start to figure out what tones you're going for and and what works yeah. with your hand. So a little bit like strings, isn't it? Like you have to same yeah, same thing. You know, strings. You you know, your instrument comes with a set on it, and then and then it's like well. You know, I like heavier gauge or I like light gauge. I like this, you know, because of the playability or the or the tone that you're getting. Same thing. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so before we stop talking about finger picks, um, the the kind of uh, other models that we didn't really kind of get into, there's a there's a couple of pretty well-known ones. Um, the finger tone is a pretty popular model, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have the Sharpie um, and the Resonator models. The finger tones are really cool. The finger tones are, are very cool. I, I, you know, they aren't traditional, so they, it's not, you, you're not going to get, you know, I wouldn't recommend if somebody says I want to play bluegrass banjo, um, you know, it wouldn't be your traditional tone and pick to go to. Um, but what they are is they're like a standard finger pick, but they have the middle cut out. And, um, what that does is a lot of people have trouble with finger picks because they can't feel the strings at all. Mm. And so it, it's just, the, there's a disconnect of where, where they are, you know, you're hitting with this metal thing and you, there's, you, you just, you don't, you don't get where you're at, but with these finger tones, the, 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 the metal is hitting that is playing the string, but your finger still touches the string. So it's, it's you know, you, if you bend it down more, you could get more finger or less finger, but you could, you can make it where you almost wear, when I just, for me, when I just put them on, it's almost like exactly like a normal pick, except I can touch the string at the same time. So I kind of know that, yes, I, I hit the string. Yeah. Um, but definitely you can make it, if you get a little more finger touching, it's going to be a warmer tone, you know, it's, so it's, you get that blend. It's, they're really nice because, like, I mean, uh, there's a lot of times when I'm playing a certain song and I like 
the sound of my fingers playing. But if I was playing a gig or playing with other people, it may not be, it might not have enough punch to kind of, to, to resonate enough. So this, the finger tones would be a great, you know, solution to get a little bit of that, you know, hence the finger tone, but, but get a little more punch of, of a metal pick. And, and again, a lot of string instrument players like to have that, that kind of feel factor that you, yeah. you kind of have to compromise a little bit when you're playing finger picks. Um, because it takes a little bit more to move away from that. But um, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're playing, when you're playing just finger style, the great thing is you're really engaged with the strings. So you know exactly what you're doing. It takes, you know, when you put finger picks on, you're lengthening your finger some, you're not touching it. You can, you know, you can't, you can feel it a bit, you know, a little bit, but uh, but it's it's definitely different, and it takes a while to get used to. Very cool. Um, and then the sharpies are one that fascinate me as well. Do you have a sharpie handy? Yeah, sharpies are interesting. Like little claws. Per- <laughs> Jamie's smiling. That's it. I don't have a ton of experience playing with the sharpies. I'd like to. Um, because what they do is you can see that pick again, going back to a standard, like number two right here. And here's the Sharpie. Right. So you're getting a much more, you gain, you know, a crisper, uh, a, attack on the strings. And then also you're, you're removing some of that pick at the very tip. So it might, without me, using them a ton you, you you know you might get a little bit of a cleaner tone for yourself definitely you might get a brighter tone um and uh it's definitely something to try it's it's another one of those things it's you know these are subtle adjustments but it's they can make uh they can make the tonal difference and the playability difference quite a quite a big difference there that's awesome that's awesome um any other words of wisdom that you'd like to share just i mean the main thing is the main thing is to get something give it a fair shot and and but but keep trying different stuff um because don't get you know because you should always be trying to improve your tone no matter who you are and you know it's like a batter trying to improve their baseball swing and uh and it's just you know there's always little things and sometimes it's just you and your plane, but sometimes just a little bit of a different pick because we'll, we'll really, Oh, you know, if you're open-minded about it, cause it's always going to be a little awkward when you first try something different, but when you get over that awkward phase, you might say, Oh, this is actually, this is actually better. And uh, so it's just kind of, you know, that journey of trying different things. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Well, I think we're coming up on the hour. I don't have any more questions. So uh, let me bring Cam. Still running. Let's see. <laughs> there we go. All right. So we should see Miss Jamie Deering now. Jamie, are you still with us? I am. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Jamie, you sat there listening intently on that conversation. Uh, yeah. I know that you kind of knew a lot. Was there anything uh, that you would like to add to what David and I were discussing? Um, you know, it's been really interesting on my end from from learning the line. Like I was there, I was part of the process of learning um, all of it from start to finish. I learned how to make them as well up at Mapson, and yeah. um, it's really hand done work. It's not just through an uh, an assembly line type of thing on a on a machine basis there's there, it's hand, each individual one is hammered personally hammered in in shape um but also i did i because i was part of that process i took the end of administrative like i normally do and i made the spreadsheet that shows each model the skew the, the inventory we have to reorder for it and oh my goodness <laughs> there are a lot of variations it was amazing. Um, so that that alone was awe-inspiring that they had that. I'm sure if someone looked at Deering in that way, they would feel the same way with the amount of models and variations that we have. But on a pick level, it was very eye-opening. So really, there is a pick for everybody in there. 
And I know a lot of friends who use the small ones. So I'm very happy that we're carrying those on because to get a good pick that is small enough for people with small fingers is not easy. And children is another one for schools that we've worked with. So I'm really glad to be doing those. We also did find there was an extra large metal thumb pick that we're going to be bringing back. We have a few left. So for all those big thumbed people, (laughs) there is one there too. Um, So these ones we're not quite ready to produce. I'm not quite sure there's enough of a market for that. (laughs) These are ones that they did to show demonstration on how they're made. (laughs) I love these. Uh, Finger pick. Yeah. It's been fun. Um, yeah, these are awesome. So that's that's my my thoughts on it. Like, it's neat to hear David talk as a player in more detail about some of the ones I'm personally not as familiar with. I really enjoyed that. So thank you, David. Yeah, thank you, David, and thank you to everyone for joining us. I think I think you know, Jamie, you probably agree with the sentiment that you know we're we're really excited. Uh, this is our first kind of foray into pick manufacturing. Uh, yeah, we got pretty good at the banjo thing. So let's let's. Um, <laughs> This, this fits very well with, with what we do and we, we, we hope to honor it and continue it forth with the same amount of quality and integrity that we do with our instruments um, yeah. as, a, as a company and they will remain made in the US. Um, I can tell you that anyone looking for these, you can go to pro pickcom uh, There's also a selection on deeringbanjos.com um, as well as a, a lot of dealers are now picking them up. If you're in the UK, Eagle Music uh, in Huddersfield has them. Banjo Studio, Banjo.com, uh, Music Villa in um, Bozeman, Montana, just put an order in this afternoon, the acoustic shop in Missouri, um, all over the country right now. So we are shipping, we are producing. Um, do give them a, a try, you know? And I think, thank you very much to everyone for, for joining us today. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, this will be the start, hopefully, of, of some really, really fun sessions. Yeah. Our game. Yeah, we're gonna keep and keep on this line to get you as much content as we can, yeah. um, and improve this line as we learn more options. So we miss our customers. Who our, our next fun guests are gonna be? Yeah, we would normally be on the road right about now. A lot of yep. us, anyway, seeing festivals and yeah. being at various events and saying hi to a lot of you that we see every year and meeting new people. And mm-hmm. it's um. It's tragic that we can't do that this year. So we're going to do our best to, to bring this to you in your own um, personal front room. Yeah. Wherever you may be. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.